Welcome to the Growth Cap Podcast, where we chat with CEOs, investors, and other key industry leaders to uncover insights and strategies for succeeding in business. I'm your host, RJ Lumba, Managing Partner of Growth Cap. In this episode, we chat with Eric Johnson, the talented and driven CEO of Nintex, which is the global leader in workflow and content automation. In April 2018, Tomo Bravo, a leading private equity firm, became the majority investor in Nintex. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. So, Eric, uh, thanks again for for joining us. Really appreciate you uh, taking the time here. Um, and uh, you know, for for those in our audience that might not be as familiar, uh, maybe we could kick off with just a a quick introduction. You've, there, there's been a lot going on, um, a lot of good kind of uh, good things going on with Nintech. So uh, maybe if you could uh, share a little bit of your background as well as kind of recent events at, at the company. Sure, I'd be happy to do that. So from a company perspective, um, Nintex is a, a leader in the process management and automation space. Um, what we really go after is, um, you know, nearly every enterprise, I think it's McKinsey says about two-thirds of all processes on automated in companies with at least a thousand employees. And the reasons for that are the company's lack of visibility to their processes. Um, the technologies that they've been able to employ are too hard to use and require lots of coding, or they're too lightweight and really designed for end user productivity. Um, you know, we provide a platform that with no or low code allows a, an IT or um, ops professional to quickly build an application and automate these processes. And we also have technology that helps you understand and visualize and collaborate on process. So um, huge market, uh, tremendous need. I've never visited an account that didn't need what we do, uh, which is a, a great place to be in, in my career across seven companies. It's the only time I've ever felt that way, um, which has been good. And we had an opportunity uh, back in March to have a new uh, majority investor with Toma Bravo. And that has um, gotten us off to a really good start. We've been super focused. We've definitely partnered really well. And Toma Bravo has great resources to support growth, um, both in terms of some operational experience and, and the operating partner model, and then also uh, supporting our acquisition agenda. In fact, um, within the first four or five months together, uh, we went and did our first acquisition in the last uh, three or so years and acquired Promap, which is a really innovative uh, cloud uh, process management uh, technology provider that we brought into the stack. So gotten off to a, a fast start. Uh, me Personally, um, you know, started out as more of a, a operating finance professional, then went into actually the sales organization for several years of my career and ran different components of, of sales ops, and training, renewal sales, and uh, spent a lot of time in the field. Then went back into um, hybrid roles where I had both finance and sales. And for the previous four years here at Nintex, um, have been the CFO. So have a really good knowledge of the business and with the uh, new investment and, and uh, change in ownership of Tomo Bravo, had an opportunity to become a CEO. So feel super blessed about that. You know, phenomenal place to work, really a great team of people at every level. And uh, like I said, I mean, it, to be in a business where, you know, you're, you're providing a solution that literally every customer you ever see needs is a great place to be. And we've got a great business model that's um, heavily, partner-centric. We actually don't do professional services. All of the solutions are delivered um, by our, our partners, which is great. 
and they also do quite a bit of the uh, go-to-market um, for us. So really uh, good business and a very good time for our business. Fantastic. And, and can you uh, tell us a little bit about the, the growth you're seeing? I mean, it, it, it um, you know, must have been, and, and it sounds like you're part of the growth strategy is, is acquisition. Um, so, you know, could you share a little bit more about, you know, both historical and go forward growth? Yeah, so historically, Nintex has definitely been a, a, a growth and profit story um, that continues. You know, we've got a, a massive market opportunity, but like anyone, you have to choose what components of the market um, you focus on and how you do that. Um, we started out very much in the uh, Microsoft ecosystem in the early days, um, a, a lot around SharePoint uh, when it was on-premise. Um, started to go to the cloud over the last few years and, and changed to more of a subscription model as um, you know, the, the folks in the Microsoft world started to leverage Office 365 and Azure. And so that's been a great opportunity for Nintex. So that's our, our largest route to market is um, continues to be in that ecosystem, which is great. Um, second, we have a really um, a, a good motion around document automation in the Salesforce market, which is, um, you know, the fastest growing uh, cloud ecosystem in the world. And then the third would be, um, you know, process management uh, led sales activities. And in all three of those, routes to market are all growing rapidly, um, have a have a good opportunity. So, you know, this business, I think when I joined, you know, just under five years ago, we were about forty million a year in uh billings and, and revenue. Um, you know, the fiscal year we're in now, which ends June thirtieth, you know, we'll be uh, close to four times as big. So, you know, definitely in the in the mid one hundred. So if you just you know, I think about that growth rate, depending on the year, we're typically growing twenty to 30% a year, um, you know, both from an organic and a little bit of inorganic in there. So good growth opportunity. We expect to be able to continue to grow at a pretty high rate. And we're, you know, we're very, very profitable. Um, historically, you know, cash EBITDA margins in the 20% plus range, um, those are continuing and actually expanding um, um, quite a bit as we go forward. So really good mix of growth and profitability. And, um, you know, I guess it's, it's probably not as frequent that you see uh, kind of the move from uh, CFO to, to CEO. Um, and uh, and it, it's, it's fantastic to see, um, you know, that, you know, you were identified um, by the board. You know, was that kind of, I guess, driven in part by, um, you know, the desire to pursue acquisitions and, and, and having someone at the helm who was uh, maybe experienced in, in kind of moving along that strategic path? Or, um, you know, what was there, uh, you know, I guess, were, were there other kind of factors involved? It's, a, you know, it, it's certainly a great, um, you know, transition to see um, and maybe, you know, not, a, not as typical Yeah, I mean, I I think there's definitely different types of CFOs, and I think some types of CFOs may be set up better for, um, you know, the CFO or CEO role than others. Um, My my background and and the reason I originally studied finance was I loved business. And, you know, spending that chunk of years in the sales organization and a ton of my career actually in the field, out in front of customers and partners, um, definitely a very outward-facing, growth-oriented you know, business professional. And I think when you look at what's required to have success in a, um, you know, profitable growth play, especially with, a, you know, a large leading private equity fund, 
I think a combination of um, you know go-to-market acumen and, and outward skills combined with a lot of discipline, you know, accountability, operational rigor, and some of the financial skills you get from being a, a CFO is a pretty good combination. And, and I think when um, you know when you look at the model that Toma Bravo has been very very successful with, and you know some other uh, funds also have. Um, you know, in this profitable growth story, I think the the skill set um, that I brought to the table was a really good match, and I think the partnership has already been really strong. We tend to work really well together, and I think a lot of that is that um, we just have very similar philosophy in terms of the discipline and accountability and the rigor we approach the business. And so that's where I think um, you know the a, a certain type of CFO. Um, you know, can really be a good a good match for the needs of of CEO in this situation uh, today, and I think think that we're off to a great start, which is is proving out the model. Great, and can you tell us a little bit about your uh, your leader your leadership style? Maybe you know some of the uh, you know philosophies you've kind of developed along the way um, as you worked with other organizations, and and, and now that you're kind of uh, in that lead role uh, with Nintex, kind of what are some of the key, uh, you know, maybe some of the key things you, you pay most attention to as 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 a CEO? Yeah, so I think the 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 same things I did earlier, you know, are, are definitely being leveraged now. They're maybe leveraged on a bigger scale, on a wider form, and a, and a little bit differently. But I think the same principles apply. You know, number one, I always felt like in every leadership role, no matter the size of the organization. It was important to lay out for the team, you know, the strategy and what our key priorities were so that we could have alignment across whatever organization I was running. And so in this current role, you know, first body of work put a lot of time into with, with the senior leadership team here was around our strategy. And in this case, we call it Nintex 3.0, which is really the third season of the company. Um, but, you know, aligning first on strategy, because if you don't have the overall picture on what you're trying to do, then it's really hard to to get the right um, you know, goals and objectives and, and tactics in place to actually execute on that. Um, you know, the second is then making sure that that everyone's on the same page and understands what we're what we're then trying to accomplish, how we're doing it. And I'd say the third thing is, um, you know, I personally care a ton about people. Um, you know, in this in this industry, in in software and, and SaaS, you know, you don't produce a physical product, and everything we do is is through and with people. Um, I have a lot of passion around um, if if the people in the organization know you personally care about you know both the company's success and their success, and they know you're behind and supporting them, um, people do more. And you know every study I've ever read and just my own experience has been when when um, team members feel like they've got a great manager who is you know both driving a great outcome for the company and an outcome for them and, and just personally cares, then they come to work and they don't do the minimum. They actually go that extra mile, you know, use their full creativity and, and really bring it. And so I think, um, you know, what I, what I try to do is a little bit of the direction setting and then um, really making sure that, that we've got um, good support for our people. If we do those things well um, together and, uh, we have great clarity and pace, then we tend to get a good outcome. You know, there's three basic uh, core tenants we put in place here at Nintex, and they've been working very effectively for us. One is we say deliver on commitments, and that requires focus. So if we have great focus, we can make commitments we can keep. Number two is um, we have this principle, and it's something I just say a lot in my own life, which is don't wait. 
know, we want people to take action. If there's a challenge or an opportunity, want to take immediate action. In. And then the third is operate with respect and consideration. And that's about how we treat both ourselves, our partners, and our customers. Um, so that that's, you know, really the, the combo of how I, I think about leadership. That's great. I think that's a that's an excellent um, uh, way of kind of operating with those you know three core tenets uh, top of mind uh, always. Um, so you know I, I think that about wraps it up for us. You know I do appreciate you, you know you taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule, um, and uh, I think this was a great conversation. So thanks thanks so much, Eric. Happy to do it, and thanks thank you for having me.